1: Even podcasts.
0: Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Morgan Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, remember this. Remember this, Tony Schiavone, Rocket Can. Ken Carman, CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 cbs 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N. We got the wonderful Mark Medina, 1240 p.m. Eastern, 940 a.m. Pacific. We have work or shoot, we have Connor Green jeans in for the first time in like a month. Hello, Connor Green.
3: What's going on, Ken? How are you? Where
2: the hell have you been?
3: I did a lot of traveling.
2: Where the hell – why have you been avoiding me? You (laughs) bastard. How dare you? You better hit the Arn Anderson at the end of the show or it's going to be curtains for you. You understand that?
3: I understand, Ken. I've been practicing that.
2: We got two hours, and if you don't hit double A, especially his son kind of sort of made a debut last night from what I'm told. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was watching playoff basketball. Anything having to do with Arn Anderson – I am in, folks. Arn Anderson's one of those guys. I just liked him as a kid. I know he just played the Ric Flair theme music. And Ric Flair probably had something to do with it. But anything having to do with Arn Anderson, I just like. Like, I know he was in the Four Horsemen, which were supposed to be bad guys and heels and all that stuff. And, yeah, you know what? Didn't like teleblanchin. Uh Certainly didn't like Paul Roma. <laughs> certainly there were times I hated Ric Flair when I was a little kid. I wanted Ric Flair to lose every, I like Dusty Rhodes. What do you, I mean, what about shooting fish in a barrel? Who we just lost, this was the anniversary of us losing him uh, a few years ago, just this day, five years ago, uh, just this day, or yesterday, I should say. And uh, that's the beauty of having Twitter still, man, is there's always video of remembering the greats from yesteryear, including the great Dusty Rhodes. We get to remember him every day because of that, which we will play that theme coming up at 1 o'clock, as we are wont to do. But I love Arn Anderson, and you damn well better play my Arn at the end of the show, or I swear, Connor, I'm going to drive there, and it's going to be a beating. I'll give you the – I will give you a spine buster right there in Central Jersey. Are you ready for that? You Um, damn well better be.
3: I'm not ready for that.
2: Uh, Speaking of fights, again, I I brought this up right before Brian Baldinger joined us. I got tweeted a video. If you're going to have a fight in the stands, high ground wins. I don't condone fights in the stands. I think they're dangerous. I think they're stupid. Uh, I think that there's a lot of elderly people who might be around you, people who can't defend themselves, who you could roll in and hurt others because of your momentum falling forward. But if you got to fight in the stands for whatever reason, you better have the high ground. I'm willing to tell you, if you're up there in the nosebleeds, if you're in the 700, run to the other section, run as high as you can, then run back over, come back down, and then fight the guy. If you have the low ground, get the high ground, and then start your fight do not go low ground which which makes this fight with the nuggets fan and the jazz fan even more impressive or the Phoenix fan I beg your pardon the suns fan and the the nuggets fan even more impressive because the suns fan has low ground he's in the lower he's in the lower row and he still gets the win did you see this real quick Connor did you see this
3: I did not see that. No,
2: I got a pa- I got. Well, I got to turn that sound down because I don't want anybody to say anything. Where you have Denver, you have Denver fan who puts away something in his pocket and then he's ready to take a swing. Suns fan grabs him by the top. He made a total mistake. He overreached. This is the problem. I'm watching this video. You have a girlfriend in there. See, this is where the fights are getting crazy. Because I said a couple weeks ago, there was a White Sox fight. Two women were fighting. A guy got in the middle. They started beating him up. It was like an episode of Jerry Springer. So, Connor, are you watching this now? Get on my Twitter and watch this right now, Connor. As you see, shirtless basketball jersey guy, or excuse me, bareback basketball jersey guy. How do these guys start fights? I've never been in a situation like this. You're in a loud basketball arena. So they reach up, guy's behind, puts his stuff away, then takes a swing. He takes another swing. He got one good one in, you can tell, but he reached too far. And when he reaches too far, the guy from the low ground grabs him by the top of the jersey and then just starts feeding him. How many do we see here? Let's see. Two big swings, falls over, guy in the low ground, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey, fed feeds him nine shots overall and gave one to his buddy. And then starts yelling, sons and four. Quality win for the guy in the low ground. Quality win. I can't condone such practices. This guy definitely had his nose broke. I, I can't condone such practices. The cops are right there. I think this guy might have spent a night in jail by for what all it looks like. But if you're going to talk about a win... Quality win and kept his son's jersey pretty fresh, but I can't still condone it because he's he's going bareback with the jersey on. Now, I have to tell you from personal experience of being in an NBA arena from years ago, bareback jersey guy is going to start something, man. It's going to be a good start to the night. It's going to be a bad ending to the night. It's going to end dramatically. It's going to end with nasty texts being sent to a girlfriend or perhaps an ex-girlfriend. There's definitely going to be some bloodshed. There's going to be problems. If you go out with one of your buddies, now that we're going out and having good times again, hey, listen, I'm I'm getting past it. I'm going to be 35 this month. I'm, I'm too old for that stuff. But from my memories, if you go to pick your buddies up, you guys are going out somewhere in one of the districts having a good time. Maybe you're in Kansas City. You got a guy in a basketball jersey. With a bareback shirt on, you send him back into his apartment, you tell him to go put a shirt on underneath or wear something else. Because it is a heat-seeking type of thing, man. There are certain things where you put it on, night's going to end badly. I say one of those old-timey cabbie hats that they wear, the newsboy hats, whatever it is, I think somebody's going to draw back and swing at you. You wear a basketball jersey with nothing on underneath, you're just showing the guns, someone's going to test you at some point, or your boy's going to get out of order. Connor, how old are you?
3: I am 26 years old.
2: Are you still going out on the town age? Are you still going out there in New York? What are you doing? you getting back out, having fun?
3: Every once in a while, I'll go out. But I'm not really a going out guy, Ken, so I do Sounds it like here it. and there. Here and there.
2: Oh, of okay. course. Well, are you a guy who wears a, no basketball, no shirt underneath your basketball jersey?
3: No way. I'd have to wear a T-shirt.
2: That it, I know there's some guys who say, oh, I worked out for this reason. It's a weird thing. The only guys who can get away with wearing a jersey, with wearing a basketball jersey with nothing on underneath, are the actual players playing in the game. If you are not on either the Suns roster or the Denver Nuggets active roster, do not wear a basketball jersey to a game without a shirt on underneath. It's a bad look. I don't care how big your guns are. Eight five five two one two four cbs eight five five two one two four two two seven. A little bit of good... A, a, a bit of good advice from me to you, Mark Medina, twelve forty p.m. Eastern. Just had Brian Baldinger on. Titans fans are going to take this the right way. Take this the right way. I think the end is near. Julio Jones goes to Tennessee. It helps, obviously, but it it's just the wrong side of the ball. I think your defense is what the problem is. Yeah, I get, I get it. Aj Aj Brown. He made Corey Davis look a lot better as time went on, and Julio Jones has a better option than Corey Davis at 32 years old with some of the injuries, and there's been conversations down in Atlanta whether or not he was sitting out games because he was pouting. Hey, Julio Jones is a Hall of Famer. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the end is near, Titans fan. In this league, you get a three-year window. That's it. And then we start getting antsy, and then we start wanting to make moves. The days of Jeff Fisher, especially with that franchise they know, the days of Jeff Fisher, they're gone. You're either on your way up or you're on your way down. It's what makes me marvel about guys who've been in the league. That's why I think if coaches are just able to stay employed after Fisher, if a coach is able to stay employed for 8 years, 10 years, 15 years, I think that guy should be up for Hall of Fame nominations. Mike Tomlin, I know people are critical of Mike Tomlin. You've been able to stay employed and never have a losing record in, what, over 10 seasons now? And I think it's been even longer. John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, his you-know-whats were that close to the band saw right before he put Lamar Jackson in. It changed the entire complexion of things. He's still doing well. I marvel at John Harbaugh. Andy Reid, it goes without saying, Andy Reid was a Super Bowl away from being a Hall of Famer. He's got a Super Bowl now. The rest is gravy for him. And no, that's not a joke. That's not a heavy joke. Please, I would like to keep it above board there. But a guy like Mike Vrabel, he was everybody's darling a couple of years ago. You know, they had that 9-7, and seven, that malaise that they were going through. Gets him to the postseason, gets to the AFC title game. People didn't take him seriously. They play on the ground. They do have a great running game. They had a good defense in 2019, a decent defense in 2019. Ryan Tannehill had a renaissance, which I will always blame Adam Gase for Ryan Tannehill not being a household name in, in the NFL right now. But now you're going into year three. 2019, AFC title game, shocked the world. 2020, wild card run, you lose, you win 11-5. and five. You're a team that's built to win a lot of games in the regular season. Derrick Henry had 378 carries in 2020, at 303 in 2019. A.J. Brown is sensational. Tannehill, I believe he's underrated. And I've questioned Ryan Tannehill when he came out in the draft. I believe he's underrated. But you're a run-first team. And that means Ryan Tannehill is not going to get the credit that he deserves. You may hate that Titans fan. You know I'm right. But as you go into year three, where Derrick Henry has a contract, where you've had almost 700 carries over the last two years, and he's definitely going to get some carries now, and we know about guys with contracts, you always have to guard against it. We're still waiting if Todd Gurley's going to find a landing spot. You have a new defensive coordinator, who's technically still on the roster or still from the staff from last year's a holdover, just technically gets the bump. You'll have a new offensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel's in year three. John Robinson's under the gun. You brought in Vic Beasley. That was a disaster. You brought in Jadevian Klane. He got hurt. You paid a bunch of money for Bud Dupree. And there will be people like me going, how much was on Bud Dupree? How much was because of J.J. Watt or TJ Watt? You get a three year window in this league where you're one of the top dogs and people aren't really going after you. And in year three, that's when they'll do it. The best thing for a Titans fan is that John Robinson knows this and Mike Vrabel knows this. That's why you went out and got Julio Jones. You know in that postseason, because you've been there twice, that it's going to come down to Ryan Tannehill versus Josh Allen. It's going to come down to Ryan Tannehill versus Patrick Mahomes. And the more weaponry he has to work with, the better off you're going to be. Because you can run the ball as much as you want. If that offense puts it on you and you punt once, you're in trouble. I still wonder about – I know a lot of people are bringing up Justin Herbert and for a lot of good reasons too. He's a good young quarterback. I still wonder if the Chargers are the Cardinals in 2020 and the Browns in 2019. I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. He still seems to look like he's a guy who could put one on you at any other time. And I know this because I see it up front and personal. We say the same thing about the Browns. The Browns hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and a little bit to Kareem Hunt. The Browns are built to win a ton of games in the regular season. The question will be, especially as he gets ready for his contract here, can Baker Mayfield get the Browns over against Mahomes and against Allen? Not that he can't. We just don't know yet. Hell, we're doing the same thing with Lamar Jackson. Can you, as a team that's run first, can you, as that type of football team, be a team that gets over against the top two QBs in the NFL or the top two teams in the AFC? Will Burrow be that guy? Will Burrow be the guy that we measure these other quarterbacks against? It's still that way in the postseason. These two teams are built where they can run themselves right into it, and there's three, four teams that can run themselves right into the postseason but it usually turns on in a one-on-one, who's going to get the ball last matchup? Can you get over it? And with Derrick Henry and his, his yardage that he's had, his carries that he's had, the usage there, you need to load up through the air. You made a great move bringing in Julio Jones. These teams bringing in weaponry, it's a big deal to them because they know what they have to do to get over the hump. They can run like crazy. They still need to go through certain men to get to where they need to go, and they only have so much time. Eventually, Derrick is going to hit the end of the line. Eventually, Nick Chubb's going to hit the end of the line. Eventually, Team X is going to hit the end of the line. You have about three years before we start getting antsy with you. We're getting ready for year three with Tennessee. It's a great move. I wonder about the defense. The defense was awful last season. The bottom fell through. Mike Vrabel blamed this one on John Robinson. You could tell with what he said. He said it was not a scheme problem. He looked at Vic Beasley who gave no effort and got himself right out of there, and Jadevian Clowney, who got hurt, but he's still close with Jadeveon Clowney. You need weaponry with those type of QBs. And they went out and they got Julio Jones. But the end, make no mistake about this, with you being unapproachable in terms of criticism, the end is near. In fact, the end is right now. 855 cbs We got calls. We'll get to those folks. Stay there. Might have to push back, work, or shoot because we have Mark Medina joining us from USA Today to talk hoops coming up at 1240. Maybe you guys next because I got people getting in on Jack Nicholson. I got people getting in on guys with no undershirt when they wear a basketball jersey. You can't go bareback to a basketball game with a jersey on. It's Ken Carman, CBS Sports Radio. Not everything has to happen together. You fight over money, you fight over everything else. Why on earth would you want to fight about sports? You invite that in, heaven help you. I'm just trying to help relationships here, America. Did I just say that? Green, Did I? when did I say that?
3: You just said it.
2: I don't remember any of that conversation. I did just have that conversation. I did just say that. You did. God, I gotta stop drinking. All right, uh, real. Uh, uh, thank you for letting me bring up drinking. I uh, let me mention this real quick. I got Jim. I got Robbie. I'm gonna get to these folks. I know. I, I just got went on a soliloquy about bareback shirt guy or bareback basketball jersey guy. Can we stop? Can we stop ripping a, a other men for what they drink? Can we stop drink shaming? Now Connor knows that I like to tie one on Connor. That's right, right? You know that.
3: That is, yep. Yeah, Especially go, Friday go, nights.
2: Yeah, I go around with a drink a lot. Nah, not, not as much on Saturday nights, boy. Tall Boy Fridays, Tall Boy Friday, but Saturday night's when I'm going to get in the hooch. Good time. Anyway, can we stop drink shaming? Like, I see some of this stuff, I go, man, I, it is not a measure of a man of what they have. If you want to drink sea breezes like Arne Anderson, Speak of the Devil, you go right on ahead and drink a sea breeze. If you want to drink a White Claw, go drink a White Claw. I don't give a damn what you drink. I'll tell you straight up what I drink. I try to drink light beer because it's better for me. Uh, You know, we are all making... We all have to tighten our belts somehow. So, you know, know, they're working out, you know, really eating right. I'll stick to the light beer. Thank you very much. And the reason I like to drink whiskey is honestly because I like whiskey. Now, I'm not one of those bourbon snobs or anything like that. I'm not that type of guy. I'll drink. I'll try a lot of different things that you put in front of me. And there's a couple that... Hey, man, I'm uh, it, no, I'm not going to drink that. I'm not going to say I'm on the air because I don't want to rip them. There's people who work for those companies, and I'm not going to sit there and do that. There's a couple of ones that are not – they don't sit well with me. They don't do – I don't do well with them. I had one that's a Canadian outfit that I, uh, I had an early exit from, and then I thought it was like, ah, maybe that was a one-off. Nope, every time I had it, I was hitting the showers pretty early. And while I might like – I'm not going to turn down something that's very, very nice. You guys who go out and get your Blantons and your Weilers and your 12 years and 20 years and a 100-year-old scotch or whatever it is, I'm not going to turn it down if you give me a snort. But I'm a guy who also enjoys my old crow. I'm a guy who enjoys my black velvet. I like those. I treat myself on certain occasions to some regular Jack Daniels and I might be boiling some of my own at some point. I, I like a lot of different things. I just don't get the whole... The question of a man based on what he drinks. If you want to have a White Claw, have a White Claw. There's been plenty of guys who have drank the same thing that I drink that I don't want to be around you. That you might be a basketball shirt or a basketball bareback basketball jersey guy where I don't want to be around you. Maybe you do the same thing I do. A little bit of ice, whole lot of jack, that's fine. Hey, maybe he's a good. No, he's, he's wearing a basketball jersey with no undershirt. I don't want to be around you. I don't think the measure of a man, Connor. Connor, what do you have? When you go out, you have a couple of pops. What do you have? What do you drink?
3: You know, I'll, I'll drink a Bud Light. I like uh, Allagash White is a delicious beer. And then I really am, at the core, a Pinot Noir Cabernet wine guy.
2: Wow. Already a wine aficionado at such a young age.
3: Big time. Love it.
2: Got a real Sauvignon over here, don't we?
3: Pinky up and you drink the red wine.
2: Look at you. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. This, my whole thing this summer... You have what you want. If you want an ice cold water, go ahead and have it. Ain't got to be booze. I just want people to have a good time. Last year sucked. It was a horrific year. Have a good time. Whether that's with booze or not. Whether that's with White Claw or not. I'm not judging you as a man because you had a White Claw. And the older people who say that, stop. I don't tell me you didn't have a Bartles and James once or twice in the 80s. Do not even try that. I know better. You saw those two old men on a porch, and you said, that's a good idea. And you went right over there to the drive-thru, and you got yourself some Bartles and James. Don't lie to me. Just like the people in the early 90s. Hey, these Zima commercials look pretty cool, just like I did with smearing off ice. Don't you go coming after me over that. Everybody likes something. I'm not going to get into a you-know-what measuring contest because some guy likes to drink some whiskey straight. And a guy likes to have a White Claw. Or another guy likes to have a Diet Coke, as Leo64 tells me. Yes, enjoy your Diet Coke. I really am not a fan. My grandmother used to sit there and drink Jack Daniels and Diet Coke. And I've always liked Jack Daniels because of the smell. Because I could always smell it. It smells like grandma. Now I need to go get myself some Virginia Slims. Just enjoy whatever you want. It's a short summer. It's always a long winter, and last year sucked. Enjoy life the very best you can. 855 212 cbs Robbie in Birmingham, Alabama. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Robbie.
4: What's going on, man? Doing all right?
2: No, I'm doing okay. What do you got for me? Good, man.
4: good, good, good. Now, what about this? What about a white claw on the beach with just the jersey, nothing underneath? Wait a
2: minute. Are you, like, are you walking around like you're Donald Duck? Do you have pants on, or how's that going to work? <laughs>
4: Uh I'm thinking maybe under an uh, a, a colorful umbrella feet <laughs> in the ocean man I mean is that with a white claw is that is that acceptable <laughs> in in here if it, eyes.
2: if it's a basketball it, the guy if you're just we- if you're just shirtless whatever and you're wearing a, I don't know why I would go up and approach people anyway like that but it like like say we're living in this universe right Robbie uh-huh. if you're having a white claw that's fine if you're having a white All claw right. with a basketball jersey on with no undershirt that's a no go. If you're having yeah. a great big beer stein full of the heaviest beer you can think of, I'm still not going to approach you because you're wearing a basketball jersey without an undershirt on. <laughs> I, I I get what it is. That's all.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's all, well, Robbie. Well, I don't want it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. 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 I, you know, I, I just heard the the basketball jersey comment. You know, I guess for some reason when I picture the way you were describing that guy a few minutes ago, just the, you know the no undershirt. Yeah. You know, thinks he's got guns. He might even have guns. You know, but I'm, I'm for some reason, my mind just goes to Miami with a flat bill and the gold chain necklace. You know, maybe a tan. They were in
2: Denver, Colorado. That's the weird thing about Denver. They, they, Denver. That's
4: like, where the they game can't was. Even get a tan in Denver. Well,
2: I mean, right? the, oh, like short wait during, during these months of...
4: up in the snow. Like, can you even get a tan up there? They got that um,
2: register building up there. That's a pretty nice – Denver's beautiful. It's beautiful country over there in Denver. Yeah. I've never been,
4: but I hear. It, that, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. But, you know, oh, and, right. and I'll be honest with you. I'm, I don't hate on guys that, that, that wear the jerseys. Uh, oh, I do. Out and about. You know, like on the weekends, you know, you're, you're, you're strolling with a kid or you're out with some buddies. I, I don't, okay? And it's all about the setting, right, where the setting is at. If you're at an you know, outdoor brewery, cool. You know, a concert, rock it. You know, and to be honestly, I—I mean, I wish I could. You know, I wish I could. I'm I'm, I'm 32, I just turned 32, and then you're about to be 35. Congratulations.
1: Mm-hmm. You Thank know, you.
4: but you know, I, I but still, I feel like a kid. You know, when I wear the jersey, I'm like, man. You know, I feel like a kid when I wear this, but I want to wear it anyways.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, because
4: it does make you feel like you know. I mean, sports, are, sports are fun, and so I, I I commend the dudes that still wear it with confidence. I wish I could. I might. I don't. Know, I don't. Jordan, jersey, I you no. Know?
2: I think, and Robbie, I got to go, and I thank you for the call. I thank you for the call. I think it's a false confidence. I think that they need to be humbled. I don't know how they humble. They need to be humbled. If you and It's not everything is a tank top is bad. If you are at the beach and you're just wearing like a Gold's Gym tank top, go ahead. I don't care. You can wear whatever you want other than basketball jerseys with no shirt on underneath, and I got a buddy I work with who's like that put that stuff away. No one wants to see that. You damn near forty years old. You're walking around with a basketball jersey with no shirt on underneath. What the hell are you doing? But you got kids. Put that back on. Get a white shirt on underneath there, or put something else on. Damn. You want to you want to be a grown man wearing a jersey? You go right on a, right on ahead. But let's let's be honest here. Those days are done. There's a sense of decorum as you age. Jim, Charlotte, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead.
1: Calling from uh, Steph Curry's hometown, wow. I—how uh, sweet would that be if uh, if they get healthy and take on either the Bucks, the Sixers, or the Nets next year in the finals? How the numbers would be off the wall.
2: They would, especially with the Nets, because a lot of people love Steph Curry, and I—I uh, yeah. I think that they would be. A, it would be a very, very. Are you talking about Charlotte? Or are you talking yeah. about Steph Curry and Golden State? Oh, Char- I'm, I'm Charlotte. I'm Charlotte has. From- yeah. Charlotte has one of the best play-by-play guys out there. Uh, I, th- I think they're doing it in a lot of ways the right way, and we've had him on before, um, not on this show, but on my regular show. Oh, we've had him on yeah. before. I think that they could be – it's, it's going to take a couple of more moves, but I need – I think they could well, end up being like a – maybe a Jazz, maybe a maybe. Nuggets, which I know that's not very good to say right now, but those are still two competitive quality teams. Go right on ahead,
1: Jim. They get Clay back, and then Wiseman, if he turns out to be uh, what I think he can be. Anyway, anyway, I just uh, I, I love Steph Curry. You know, talking about Jack Nicholson, I love that talk. I brought Real quick. To the show every weekend. Uh, you know, uh, Jack made over 75 movies, and uh, the Five Easy Pieces, the, it's got to be in the top five and really close to the top because I think it's got the best Jack Nicholson scene of all scenes he's ever been in. And that's when, uh, you know, he's got the bitchy waitress inside the cafe and tells her to hold the chicken sandwich between her knees. Uh, she, she deserved a mini Oscar for her role. But uh, if I ask you, Ken, uh, if, yeah. if you had to watch movies for the rest of your life with only one lead male actor, who would it be? Again, Jack made over 75 movies, and he's hands down my choice. Would he be yours? I'll, Jack, I'll to- uh,
2: Jim, thank you very much for the call. Jack is my favorite. <sighs> I'd have to say Paul Newman. Jack is my favorite, but I'd have to say Paul Newman, who's been dead for years now. Either that, either that, or Jack Black. No, Jack Black's a good actor, but it has to be Paul Newman. I'm gonna. Get, I gotta get to Dan in Alabama. I'm sorry. Hello, Dan. I gotta hear this. Hello. Go ahead.
4: Hello,
3: my friend. Hi. Born in Akron, now in Huntsville, Alabama. Go Browns. So my question to you is,
4: which is worse, the basketball bareback guy or the okay. soccer fan going commando or the
2: umbros? A commando? Whoa. Guys do that? Apparently. You got to have a place for your peaches. You can't do that. I always thought the jerseys, there's a lot of guys, Dan, who, and thank you for the call. There's a lot of guys in northeast Ohio who look like me and they always wear the bat they they wear the uh the soccer kit, the soccer jersey and I don't know if this is true in New York, Connor. They look like a sausage casing.
3: Yeah, like, you have a few of those them... guys walking around here too.
2: Like a, a football jersey, you can get a, a couple sizes too big and it's okay. It's flowing. Like a guy like me, I can get a big Browns jersey and it will fit me like a moo and I'll be fine. Baseball jerseys, I could either leave it unbuttoned or I can get a bigger one and, and I could wear it big and that untucked and that's fine. Basketball jersey, you can get a bigger size jersey, but those are a little bit more slim cut. But soccer jerseys, I've never seen a guy who looks like me who's got the overhang going and doesn't look ridiculous in a soccer jersey.
3: Because that physique does not play real soccer. It is,
2: and it's just so tight. And I'm looking at you going, you can't be comfortable. You You have to be consistently pulling down the back of that shirt, making sure your ass don't hang out, making sure the muffin top doesn't stick out too much. Like, you can't be comfortable in that jersey. I'm sorry. I know you're a big Chelsea fan or you're a big Tottenham fan. You got to just wear the scarf and just a regular shirt. I'm sorry, buddy. Either that or you need to go on a crash diet, one of the two, because this looks weird. That's coming from me. I can't wear – if I was a big Tottenham fan or like a West Ham United fan, I can't wear that jersey. I might wear your scarf. I might carry around a hammer. I can't wear the jersey, man, because I don't – I mean, I'm not really working hard to get rid of this jiggle, and I can find other shirts that aren't going to be a soccer jersey. That was a hell of a segment, wasn't it, Connor?
3: That was amazing radio.
2: We've certainly given everybody something to think of. Up next, Mark Medina joins us on the show, USA Today, NBA writer. We break down the playoffs with him and why the Nets are good for basketball. Yes, they're good for the NBA. It's Ken Carman, CBS Sports Radio. Right now, it's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti.
1: You're listening to Ken Carmen.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Woo! Yeah.
1: On CBS Sports Radio.
2: Coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern, you've been lying to me. Yes, you have. You've been calling me saying you hate it, but you love it. And that's not me telling you, that's the ratings. Right now we go to the hotline, though. We welcome in Mark Medina, USA Today, NBA writer. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark G underscore He joins us on the show. Mark, thanks for joining us. We know it's a busy time. Playoffs are here. We can't thank you enough for the, for the few minutes you got for us here, buddy. Thank you.
4: Uh,
5: thanks for having
2: me. Uh, first up, Suns are a great story. Everybody loves them. How rare is it what Chris Paul is doing for this basketball team, not just on the floor but off the floor, what, what Phoenix has done so far throughout this postseason?
5: Well, it's, it's been rare because a lot of times, uh, you know, during Chris Paul's playoff runs, it would come abruptly short because either he or another teammate would have an untimely injury. And look, he's dealt with shoulder issues uh, throughout this playoffs, but he's usually been able to fight on the better end of it. And I think that has coincided with, you know, the Suns were ready to, to, you know, take another direction and, and grow in leaps and bounds with their young roster. So, Um, You know, I know that Chris has had this legacy of, oh, you know, he's a playoff failure and he's underachieved, but I think more often than not, you know, a lot of those things were more external circumstances than anything else. So if they wind up getting uh, to the finals or winning the championship, I don't want to say that this kind of validates his legacy, but it's certainly something that's well deserving.
2: Well, we're so. I mean, for guys like you, I mean, you cover the league extensively, you cover the history of it extensively. For guys like me who just fly in here and there during, you know, when we're talking about football, baseball, basketball, whatever, hey, rings culture, I think it does. I think if he wins this, I think it changes the way that people remember Chris Paul when it's all said and done.
5: Yeah, it should, it will, but, you know, I think the rings culture is something that should be pushed back because, you know, you look at someone like Jerry West, right? He won one NBA championship and lost a bunch of finals, but it was against the Boston Celtics who were part of a dynasty. So, you know, I, no, no doubt that's the ultimate prize, but a lot of times when you're looking at championship teams, you know, a lot of it can be circumstantial. Now, at the end of the day, if, you know, talent prevails, you know, an organizational culture prevails, but sometimes it's just, you know, luck of the draw, a misfortune or a fortune, and, you know, to then assign a player's legacy based off of those circumstances, I think, are a little unfounded. Like, you know, take Steve Nash, for example. He never won a championship during his career, but there's like no debate he's considered one of the best point guards of all time. So it it will change his perception, but I don't think it should.
2: I totally agree, and I could go off on a great big tangent about it, but I know I don't have go a lot of time it. here. <laughs> <laughs> I I, re- I think Tom Brady ruins it in football. I th- I think that let that, that LeBron and 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 MJ ruin it in basketball. Uh, you see baseball where some of the greatest players ever don't have rings. They only give out one a year. That's why they're special. So I I totally agree with you, Mark. I really do. I I got to move on to the Clippers. Down 0-2 in this series you know, Kawhi's been questioning the locker room here and there, especially during the last series. What do the Clippers got to do to jump back in this thing?
5: Well, they have to be more consistent. They, you know, unlike last year with, uh, you know, their bubble underachieving, it's not like they're not playing up their capabilities or there's chemistry issues. But, you know, the Utah Jazz is a real legitimate team and they've been punching first and the Clippers, to their credit, have been resilient, but they've had to you know, play from behind all these games. And that expends a lot of energy. And so, you know, when you talk to the Clippers afterwards, they're saying, hey, we've been here before, down 0-2 against Dallas. We have a lot of fight left. And while I do trust that they're not going to all of a sudden yell one, two, three, 2 3 Cancun in the huddles, I don't <laughs> think that they have enough to, uh, to overcome this because you look at history. No team has ever won multiple playoff series being down 0-2. And number two, the Jazz are a complete team from top to bottom. So barring, you know, any serious injury to Donovan Mitchell, or Rudy Gobert, you know, this this series is a wrap. You know, the Clippers may win Game Three or maybe uh, you know win Game Four, but you know, I can't see the series going anywhere beyond five games.
2: Did Nick Van Axel actually plan on having the Lakers go to Cancun together after the season, or was it just a reference? I've always you wondered. Know,
5: that. I, I, from my understanding, I, I certainly was, that's certainly before my time as an as a NBA writer, but from my understanding, knowing the history of the team and all that, uh, that caused a lot of issues. So I don't think that oh, yeah. that uh, was a rallying cry for everyone to join him. I think, from my understanding, he may have gone that on his own, but... Shaq afterwards told Jerry West, you need to you need to get his you-know-what out of here. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that there were a good number of teammates that didn't decide to join him on that trip.
2: <laughs> Mark, Mark Medina joining us on the show, USA Today, NBA writer. I get a lot of fans who don't like the Knicks, or excuse me, the Nets. They don't like Kevin Durant. They don't like Kyrie. They don't like James Harden. I think every sport needs heels. I think every sport needs bad guys Are the Nets – good for the nba if they win this whole thing
5: yeah um I, I think it's good for two reasons one they play really good basketball um you know i, I have no rooting interest in any of these teams so i, I just appreciate mm-hmm. seeing good players play and they certainly have a lot of talent i think it's also good for the league that you know there's no way around it people hate watch teams a lot of people like the miami heat but a lot of people dislike them same thing with the golden state warriors and that does well for the ratings. Um, and, look, I'm I'm a, a person that, you know, I'm not going to criticize player movement empowerment. Like, they're entitled to do whatever they want with their career. And, uh, you know, just like any employee is entitled to pursue whatever line of work they want and go in for any sort of promotions or different opportunities. So I'm not going to begrudge that. But there's no way around it that I think part of – kind of the animosity that some fans have toward that is them looking at, Oh, these guys are just forming alliances and forming super teams. But it goes back to, you know, the the original topic we we're talking about with the ring culture. Like if these guys are being evaluated with their legacy of, Oh, how many championships did you win? Like I, I can't think you can really fault them for them. Then trying to maximize the odds to win those titles. And, you know, look. When you're looking at the Nets specifically with with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, I think that there are fair questions to be asked about their leadership. And I think James has shown that he's been willing to make the sacrifices to fit in. But with Kevin Durant, you know, I think one of the underrated things about him, both during his time with the Nets and, and the Warriors, is that he was a team player. I mean, he he still showcased himself as one of the best players in the league, don't get me wrong, but he was able to do that while complimenting other all-stars on the floor. And I think that's something that should be more praised than criticized.
2: Mart Medina joining us here on the show. If Milwaukee wants to even up the series coming up tomorrow afternoon, what do they have to do?
5: Well, uh, it helps if they replicate the game three atmosphere and, you know, being able to hit timely plays at the end and maybe hope that Brooklyn screws up at crunch time with who's getting the ball in the final play. Um, But I think the bottom line is overall, they have to be more aggressive. Giannis has to be, you know, this both from a, a player standpoint and also a coaching standpoint be putting himself in a position to succeed and throughout you know, these last two years in the playoffs, you know, I think Giannis and the Bucks coaching staff, they haven't always made the proper adjustments where no one's questioning Giannis's talent, but, you know, teams scheme four stars in the playoffs most notably, and you have to have a plan B, you have to have a plan C. So just running a high screen pick and roll for him all the time, it's not always going to work. So you have to have a fallback plan. And so I think if they're, uh, continue to be open to that, and you know, also giving Giannis some some offensive help from whether True Holiday or Chris Middleton, uh, they at least have a chance. But even if they do that, it might not be enough because the Nets, with or without James Harden, they have that much offensive depth to make up for it.
2: Thirty seconds. Mark Medina. Mark Medina is with us on the show. Thirty seconds. Will Space Jam 2 be a good movie? <laughs>
5: I think it will be. I liked the first. I I actually recently rewatched it after uh, seeing it, you know, when I was a young kid. Uh, You know, it's fun. So I don't think it's going to win any, like, Oscar awards or anything like that, but it'll be a fun summertime movie to, uh, you know, get back to the theaters for.
2: Mark, can't thank you enough for the time. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs, my friend. All the best.
5: All right, likewise. Same to you.
2: Yes, sir. Mark Medina, NBA Today, NBA, or USA Today NBA writer, Follow him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. I won't watch the original Space Jam. I'm afraid it's going to be bad as an adult. I watched it as a kid, just like Mark did. I loved it as a kid. It was shooting fish in a barrel. I love Looney Tunes. I still have my Bugs Bunny stuffed animal that is now in my son's crib that I had when I was just but a wee one. And I love Space Jam, and I won't watch it back. Because I tried to watch a couple of movies back, and holy lord. I tried to watch American Pie back. It wasn't happening. I got 15 minutes and I go, this movie sucked. I can't believe what I was thinking. couple of movies the other way. You know, I, I watched the program after I got done playing high school football. And I mean, I practiced it. I didn't really play it. It was terrible. And then I watched it again like a few weeks ago. And I went, oh, this, why am I so critical of this movie? I mean, yeah, it's over the top, but I'm enjoying myself here. I'll try Space Jam 2. I just have to remind myself it's for my kids. It's not for me. Coming up next. The bet is made. It's time for the Packers to lay it up. And you lied to me. Yes, you did. You lied to me. It's Ken Carman, CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.